Hi, we here at Grace Life would love to help you discover Jesus' unconditional love and grace for you. We pray that this message will be a blessing to you and further establish you in the truth of God's Word. Amen. So what matters the most? What is Christianity? It's a good question to ask, right? What is Christianity? What is a Christian? What is Christianity? Is it a set of rules? Is it a moral code to live by? Some people see Christianity as a, it's a, it's a what is it? It's a way of life. It's a way of life. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a mindset of life, so to speak. The Bible is our, 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 our manual to, to a good life. Some people have kind of phrased some of those words, but none of those things is really what Christianity is about. What is Christianity? Is it a group of people who sing songs on a Sunday? Is it a club where you are a member until something offends you and then you find another one to join? Like, is, is that Christianity? Is that what Christianity is about? What is a Christian? Is it someone who reads their Bible every day? Is it someone who doesn't work on a Sunday? Who knows a few Bible verses? Is it someone who who has done all of the Christian things they need to do. What is Christianity? What, is it, what does it really mean to be a Christian at its core? That is what we're going to get into this morning because we want to know what matters most. Because if we know what matters most, nothing is going to shake us. A little bit of offense isn't going to shake us. A little bit of differences isn't going to shake us because the main thing is the main thing. And that is, what is Christianity? What does it mean to be a Christian? What is it all about? We need to ask these questions. We need to have answers to these questions. Because what are answers is going to determine the values that we set. What are answers to these questions is going to determine how we're going to live life. How we're going to approach life. Christianity is not at all about what you do whatsoever. It's all about what you believe. And specifically who you believe. Who you believe in. And maybe this sounds like very standard grade and not high grade. But oftentimes people want to kind of get into the high grade things without having laid a foundation to what is really important, what really matters. Our human minds tend to overcomplicate things. Anyone in the room who enjoys overcomplicating things? I've got a few honest people. And uh, <laughs> the awesome thing is, I'm, I'm sure a few of the guys are kind of like that are married. Like you're thinking like uh, the, 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 the ladies like to overcomplicate things. We also overcomplicate things. I overcomplicate things often as well. Um, and all of the engineers, obviously, we love you guys. And you, you enjoy to, to overcomplicate things as well. Which is, which is funny, actually, because engineering should actually just be simplifying things. What's the shortest, most proficient way from getting from point A to point B? Um, that's awesome. But we need to answer these questions because our questions is going to determine everything, how we approach things, how we deal with things. Luke chapter 24, Jesus shows us what really matters. Luke chapter 24, verse 45 to 47. And then he opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. And he said unto them, thus it is written, and thus it behoved Christ to suffer and to rise the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in His name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. 
Yeah, Jesus is, is taking the scriptures, Genesis to Malachi, as we've uh, talked about before. That is the reference to the word scriptures, Genesis to Malachi. And he's taking the scriptures, which the guys that he's ministering to have heard before. They've heard about the scriptures. They've read the scriptures. They've sat in the temple hearing the scriptures. But here for the first time, really, Jesus comes and he opens their understanding. There's a difference between knowing something and understanding something. There's a difference between having an intellectual reference to something versus having intimate revelation of something. And that is what Jesus is bringing in here, and that is what understanding is. He's bringing understanding to them. He opens up the understanding so that they could understand the Scripture, so they can understand what is the purpose of the Bible. Because the Bible's got a message. We've looked at this in the weeks, the past weeks. The Bible's got a message, one message. It has various messages. And this is what Jesus says. For the Christ to suffer, to rise the third day. And what does that mean? That means that there's repentance or that repentance should be preached and remission of sins should be preached in His name among all the nations. So what Jesus accomplished for us made something available to us. The forgiveness of sins and justification unto righteousness is what Jesus is expounding unto them here and bringing understanding to them. This is what the intention of the word is about. Now you can go to the scriptures and find a lot of cool things. Cool things on how to be a good businessman. Proverbs, right? 31 chapters, so there's a chapter for every day of the month. And then when the month is short, you get to kind of uh, read a few extra chapters on whatever special day. An unbeliever can go to Proverbs and find great wisdom there and be blessed by it, right? Anyone in disagreement with me? I know some of you was challenged with that thought. An unbeliever can go to Proverbs and, and be very blessed by Proverbs. And the world largely has gone probably to Proverbs and kind of drawn from Bible wisdom to make some cool quotes. I've, I've, I've wanted to go to all of the cool quotes in the world by unbelievers and go and link them directly to the word because they directly link to the word in some way or another. Because who's the wisest person on the face of the earth? Currently, it's us. Why? You might not acting, be acting very wise, but you've got the source of wisdom living on the inside of you. Now, that is something that we need to come to understand, and that is why we get into the word. That is why we come together to rub off on one another, to understand what is the meaning of this word? What is the meaning of the scriptures? What do we go to the Bible for? What is the main thing? John 5, 39, Jesus also talks about the scriptures. And he says, and you search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life, but they testify of me. You're searching the scriptures. You are looking for something in this, in this Bible. And they didn't have this Bible when Jesus was talking about this. They had the scriptures. They had Genesis to Malachi. When Jesus was talking about this in John chapter 5, it was still kind of being recalled and then it was pinned down at a later stage. It wasn't, just, it wasn't like Jesus was asking, hey, hey John, bring me uh, your writings quickly. John chapter 5, verse 39. Just bring it here. I want to... You said... <laughs> I know like uh, this is a se seeming silly to you, but that's not what happened. You need to understand when Jesus is talking about the scriptures here, he's talking about the Old Testament. Genesis to Malachi specifically. And he says, you guys are going to these scriptures. And even today, the gospels and then the epistles, 
You could apply the same thing here. You are going to the Bible for you think in it you have eternal life, but it's got a specific message. It's got a specific purpose to reveal Jesus. To reveal Jesus. To reveal Jesus, what He came to do for us, to reveal Jesus in the believer. That is the, the, the purpose of this word. If we look at Ephesians, it's a beautiful uh, letter uh, written to the church. And the first three chapters is very much talking and re-emphasizing identity, who you are in Christ, who the Spirit of God is in you. And then it bolts on and it shifts gears. And now from uh, chapter 4, 5, and 6, it's talking about because of this, because of your union with Christ, because of the power of God inside of you, this is now how you can live. That is awesome. That is a beautiful picture of uh, how we go and look at the, the Word and how we need to rightly divide the Word to see that the, the intent, the meaning, the, the, the reason for the Word is to reveal Jesus to us. Jesus, what He accomplished, and now Jesus in us and Jesus through us. 2 Timothy 3.15 says, And you has known from a child the Holy Scriptures. Paul writing to Timothy, he says, like, You've known these things. You've been brought up in these things, in the Holy Scriptures which are able to make you wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Again, if you take uh, Scripture out of context, and this is out of context, and kind of uh, just take half verses, you can easily take this, this, this verse and say, the Scriptures are there to able to make you wise. And you just can pause there, misquote and mis, uh, misrepresent the Word of God in its entirety. No, they're able to make you wise for what? Wise for salvation. Salvation that comes how? Through faith in Christ Jesus. We need to rightly divide the word of truth. See and understand that the scriptures, the word of God, the message of the Bible is salvation through Christ Jesus. It's union with God. Man united with the holy God who created the heavens and the earth, living inside of man and manifesting heaven here on earth. That is God's heart for us. That's God's desire for us this morning. And maybe you're experiencing that. Maybe you're seeing that to some degree or another. When we come together like this on a Sunday morning, we, we're shifting gears as a ministry. We really want to engage with one. And we really want to have every believer to be a partaker. We don't want any more bench warming. We don't want any people sitting on the bench waiting for someone for the evangelist to come into town and kind of shake us up a little bit. We don't want to wait for the prophet to come into town and then give us cool prophetic words. We want the body of Christ to minister to one another. Every saint, every believer to be activated to the power of God inside of them so that all of us can be ministers of the New Testament because you are, you are able, you are equipped, you're fully loaded, ready to go. Let's switch on. Let's, Let's stop, as we said in our prayer meeting. Let's stop being Christians that's on load shedding 24-7. The power is there. ESCOM's got the power to provide it for you. When there's load shedding, it doesn't mean there's not power. The power is there. As a believer, as a child of God, you've got the Spirit of God inside of you. The power is there. The ability is there. The source is there. Are you going to switch load shedding on? Or are you going to remove it and have the power manifest in your life and through your life? John 3 verse 16 and 17. All of us know this. or you should know this if, you, if you've been a believer for, uh, for a few days at least. Uh, this is a powerful passage of Scripture. 
which often is also just taken out of context completely. And we, we're talking about what matters the most. John 3, 16 and 17 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Verse 17, For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. This is, this is the gospel that Jesus came, that God, because of love, not because of obligation, not because of feeling sorry for us, but because of love. There's a difference between feeling sorry for someone and doing something for them and loving someone and doing something for them. There's a big difference. God gave because of love. That's why we get to give. That's why we get to give one another. That's why we get to be a family ministering to one another's needs. It's been awesome as a family to throughout this last year, which is obviously the whole world, the whole country, um, all churches around the world, but us specifically also, like there's been family members who's been struggling. It's been awesome to be the family of God, ministering to one another, helping one another through the, through the hard times, through difficult times. And we want to invite you to be part of the family. Maybe you've got needs. Maybe you're struggling. Maybe you haven't eaten in a week. Please don't let that be your testimony where you haven't eaten in a week and then we find out about it. That would really break my heart. I want to invite you to see yourself part of this family and, and have an openness to express like, it's going really tough. Like, then we, we, we're going to seek how we can help out financially, but we're also going to see like, why, why are you in this situation? Because the, the gospel is very practical as well, right? It's very practical. So there's, there's, there's wisdom found within our relationship with God. There's, there's wisdom found within the, having the Holy Spirit. And we want to have people realize what they have so that they can actually get out of the, the difficult situation that they might find themselves in. What is eternal life? We see John 3.16 talking about eternal life. What is eternal life? Jesus defines it for us, John 17.3. And this is life eternal. They, they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. This is life eternal. A knowing of God, an intimacy with God, relationship with God. This is, this is what life is about. It's about having relationship with God, but also having relationship with one another. Because we are family. There's a union that we share that cannot be broken. You can leave a family, but it doesn't change the bloodline of that family. You can, you can be disowned from a family, but you'll always have that DNA of that family. It doesn't change just because you've been disowned. In the family of God, when you come together and you are joined into the family of God internationally, so to speak, you can't be, you can't be disowned from that family. You can leave that family, but your DNA doesn't change because once the Spirit of God comes to live inside of you, think about this for a moment. And this is an awesome message which we won't get into this morning. Think about this for a moment quickly. When a child is born, Chris was born seven, almost eight months ago now, our son. And once he was born, there was no way that he was going to go back to where he came from. It wasn't going to happen. <laughs> it wasn't going to happen. Now, there's an awesome term in the Bible which is called born again. Being born from above. You guys get the picture? When you're born from above, something happens to you. You change. Your nature changes. You are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. You can't go back. Now, that might be a sucky thought to you. It shouldn't be a sucky thought to you. 
Because that's an awesome promise. That that fellowship, the communion that you share with the Father, the Spirit of God inside of you, that sealing is an awesome promise that the devil will continue to try and come and shake you on your union that you share with the Holy God. That is what religion has done in this world, in the church. It's created separation between us and God. Being fearful, like, what is going to make me lose my salvation? What is going to cause me to, to miss something and then I'm out of the family? Then it's done. That's the last straw. That leaves you at a place of, of a lack of confidence. Having relationship with God and living out your purpose and calling you on earth. But that's not the message this morning. So that is eternal life, relationship with God. And how do we enjoy eternal life? Very simple. Believe. We don't enjoy eternal life by doing X, Y, Z and the next thing. We enjoy eternal life by believing. Romans 10, 9 to 10 also talks about this, believing in your heart, confessing with your mouth. That is, that is the, the salvation package. It's a response to what Jesus has done for you. Just responding to that, believing in your heart and speaking it out. Now, you can believe in your heart and not necessarily speak it out, but you can live it out. Or your actions speak louder than your words. Amen? There's no point in believing something and you've kind of said the, the, the cool words. And then there's no, there's no demonstration of living it out. So that ultimately it's a heart belief and a living out of what you believe in your heart. Now let's, let's look at the, the fruit of a Christian for a moment. The fruit of a Christian. John chapter 13 verse 34 to 35. We're talking about what is the most important thing. What is the most important thing? John 13, 34 to 35. A new commandment I give unto you that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love to one another. This is pretty cool. Jesus is talking about a new commandment, but this seems like an old commandment. So why is he saying it's a new commandment? Why, why is he emphasizing that this, this is now all of a sudden new? Because loving one another has always been part of the commandment from God, to love one another, love your neighbor as you love yourself, right? So why is it new? By this, sorry, uh, a new commandment I give unto you. Here's the answer. That you love one another. This is why it's new. As I have loved you. As I have loved you. That is the source of our loving one another. That is the power, the enabling for us to love one another. John had a revelation about this because he wrote the book of John. And in the book of John, the letter of John, you find... Him writing about himself, John, the disciple whom Jesus loved. That's who we are supposed to, to kind of uh, look to as a, as a, as a form of, I want, I want to be like John. Not in the sense of a copycat or anything. I want to have the revelation and understanding of John that he was fully assured of himself being the disciple who Jesus loved. This is why Jesus said this is a new commandment because there's a new empowering to us. You understand how I have loved you, not how you love me. It's not about how much you love God. You will be limited in your ability to love God if your loving God is not emphasized and motivated by His love for you. We need to understand His love for us because that is where power lies. Loving one another lies in the power that we are loved by God. That He loves us. And by this, 
By this love that you have for one another. One another. By this shall all men that you know, know you are my disciples if you have this love for one another. If you have this understanding of my love for you. Because that is what Jesus is saying here. He's not say, because you can love people to a certain degree. You can love the, the, your, your brothers and sisters in Christ to a certain degree. But when the poor poor hits the fan, you loving your brothers and your sisters in Christ is going to quickly show when the poor poor hits the fan, when there's a disagreement, when there's a, a difference of opinion. But praise God, if you are rooted and you are building your life upon God's life for you, when the poor poor hits the fan, yes, you might look at someone funny. <laughs> You're like, did you really just say that? Or you, you, you might have... Have a, have, a, have a momentary opportunity to, to, to manifest carnality. Right? Anyone manifest carnality this past week? There's a few honest people. Thank you. Thank you. There's a few following the, the, the crowd there. <laughs> so there'll be an opportunity. But ultimately, we need to ask ourselves, what matters the most? Because of the love of Christ for me. What he accomplished for me on the cross and the union that we share in the spirit matters the most. Nothing else will shake our family and the foundation of our unity. Ephesians 2 verse 10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. It's the union that we share with Jesus. It's the life of Christ in us. That is the potential, that is the enabling, that is the empowering for us to do good works, to love one another, to be a blessing to our community, to turn the other cheek, to bless those who curse you. It's not something we have to do. It's something that we come to understand the love of Christ inside of us. That union that we share in the Spirit, that ultimately when... When all the dust is settling and, and all of the, the clutter is removed, at the end of the day, what are you sitting with? What is the main thing? What matters the most? This is what we're talking about this morning. The message of the Bible. The message that Jesus came. Jesus died. Jesus rose from the dead. Poured out His Spirit. And now He's living inside of us. And that living inside of us is assurance of victory. That, that Him living inside of us is assurance of nothing can get me down. Yes, you might get knocked down, physically speaking. You might lose your job. You might end up in prison. But there's been people who ended up in prison before. And they rejoiced. They pushed through. Because their gaze, their, their focus, their mindset was set on something other than this, this world that we're living in. Other than the persecutions that we might be facing. No, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying I've been in prison. <laughs> I've been in the back of a police van before. If you want to know the story, you can come and ask me. <laughs> you can come and ask me about it. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. Like I don't have a criminal record or anything. And even if I did have, like that won't diminish my, my ability and, and the, 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 the fact that what I'm sharing with you this morning, yes, there's, there's, we can maybe trust someone a little bit more if they've got some credibility and there's, there's some like a life experience, so to speak, not in the criminal sense. Um, but uh, 
ultimately, when we get into the word, and this is, this is, this is awesome, this is powerful. 2 Corinthians 5, 16 talks about the disciples that at one moment, Paul is writing, he says, we, we knew Christ after the flesh, but no longer do we know him or regard him after the flesh. And so we should also no longer regard one another after the flesh. Yes, we can look at people and we can like uh, uh, discern what they are doing and make uh, uh, wise decisions based, uh, based on what we see and what we don't see. But ultimately, when someone is born again, part of the family of God, they are as holy, as sanctified, as righteous, as fully jam-packed and loaded with the power of God as you are. We need to stop evaluating one another and our, our ability to receive from someone else based on the carnal, based on the flesh, based on, oh, shame, he's only been a believer for, for two weeks, so I'm not going to really listen to what he's got to share right now. Because obviously he can't hear from the Holy Spirit. Because his, his ears are still developing, right? His ears are still, his spiritual ears are still de developing. Like shame, he can only hear 5% right now. He's still getting there. Man, let's, let's, let's be activated to the reality of our Christianity. That we are joined with the Spirit of God. However long you've been a believer, how, how, it doesn't matter how many stupid things you've done. The Spirit of God inside of you is not hindered by your stupidity. I've done stupid things, and maybe stupid is a, a little bit of an offensive term this morning. Probably only if you're sitting in the, in the, in the seat of stupid. No, I'm joking. No, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's awesome. I've done silly things in my life, um, BC and even after Christ. Um, but uh, God's grace is enough to, to uh, just, uh, just make me forget about those things, not, not be held uh, captive by those things and, and uh, be distracted by those things and just be mindful of God's power and what He accomplished for us through His Son, Jesus, is way more powerful than anything stupid you can ever do as a believer. Like we somehow think that like, man, that was, that was it now. That depleted everything that Jesus accomplished for me. That thing that I did now. Because you can only do something silly for five or ten times, right? And then it's like kind of like, there's a, there's, a, there's a limitation to the love of God, right? There's a limitation to the grace of God. Where in the Bible do you find there's a limitation in love or the grace of God? There's actually an abounding to the silly that we do, to the sin that we choose. And that is, that is such a message of understanding God's love and grace because as we come to know this and understand this, there'll be a fruitfulness that you'll never in your own human effort will be able to accomplish and bear in your life. Because we are joined to the Lord, one spirit with Him, 1 Corinthians 6, 17. Now, we're coming to the end of this message, and we might land a little bit fast. Um, all of this that we're talking about this morning, what matters the most is something that we're obviously growing in understanding. And there's a lot more to be said this morning, but this is really the main thing the gospel of Jesus Christ and the union that we share with one another. And as we, as we abide to Christ and as we enjoy the communion that we have with Jesus and the communion that we have with one another, there's, there's, that's an environment of growth. That's an environment of fruitfulness. Coming to know the union that we share with Jesus, that perfect unbroken fellowship, 
with one another. There's a fruitfulness that can be produced from that place, that we can bear from that place. And it's not by our doing, it's by us realizing. Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed, be transformed. Enjoy this transformation life by renewing your mind. Enjoy a complete metamorphosis, the root word of transformation. Metamorphosis, caterpillar to butterfly. It's a complete transformation. It's a new thing. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, he that joined unto the Lord, it's a new creature. You're a new creation. You've been made a new creation. Now we need to come to know this by renewing our minds, changing our way of thinking. Stop making the minor things the main thing. Renew your mind. Set your heart and your gaze upon what matters the most. Because we've got an assignment as believers, as the body of Christ. And this is our heart and vision as a family. This is our heart and vision to reveal Jesus and salvation through Him to the world. That is our heart, to reveal Jesus. It's always Jesus, to reveal Him. Salvation through Him to the world, to connect people to the love and the life of God's Spirit in us. To see His love and power manifest through His children in our family and to the world. This is our heart. Maybe our tools get refined along the way. Maybe we kind of start realizing, hey, these tools are maybe uh, uh, not needed anymore. Maybe these tools are, are, are more needed. But what matters the most? That our assignment is not changing. And if you think about it, like in a family, we're brothers and sisters in Christ. And we get to decide, are we going to focus on the main thing? Are we going to keep the main assignment and how we accomplish that, the main thing? Because in a family, you're always going to get differences, right? Anyone ever had differences in your family? There's differences in families. There's differences of opinions. But if you're just going to walk out because there was a difference or opinion, man, that, that doesn't show a lot of love to that family, right? Maybe this is a challenging word, and there's a reason I'm obviously sharing this word, because the Spirit put it on my heart, and because of other things as well. But like any family, like any war, our assignment, like I said, revealing Jesus, revealing the finished work of the cross through Jesus Christ, making people aware of the reality of the Spirit of God inside of us. And that reality, not just to bless us and be a ticket to go to heaven one day, but that reality to impact our lives to the degree that we change, that we aren't the same person that we were 10 years ago, but we are changing. We are being transformed from one degree of glory to another degree of glory as we behold the picture of Jesus, as we behold Christ in us. This is our, our assignment to have people come in contact with the love of Christ all over the world because that's God's heart for people to come to repentance, to, to come to a change of this way of thinking to understand that this life isn't just about having a paycheck, living up until you're 80 years old, having a nice retirement, but this life is about engaging with the power and the life of God and that life oozing from you so that you are a blessing to those around you. So when you walk into a dark room, light is oozing from you that people know that there's something different about you. That is the power of God in manifestation. That is what we desire as a family. That is our assignment. Now, like I said, with any family and even in war, the devil is out to sow discord, division, but let's not entertain that. There will be opportunities for you to be in disagreement about certain things with us as a family. There will be opportunity for you for that. But you have to ask yourself the question at the end of the day, am I just going to allow offense to come into my heart or am I going to talk about this? Am I going to come to 
to the family and, and say, hey guys, what about this? What about that? Don't just jump ship. I'm asking you, I'm inviting you not just to jump ship. Just like in a normal family, everyone's got differences. Everyone's at different places of growing. We have to have grace for one another. We have to work with one another. We have to keep the main thing the main thing. Ask yourself this question when you're faced with the difference, with the challenging. Is this taking away from Jesus? Is this taking away from Jesus? Is this changing the assignment of revealing Jesus, salvation through him to the world, connecting people to the love and the life of God's spirit in us, seeing his love and power manifest through us, his children, in our family and the world? If it doesn't, why are we making a big deal of it? If it's not the main thing, if it's not what matters most, why are we making something of something that isn't actually that important? Because this is the assignment, revealing Jesus, salvation through, through him to the world, connecting people to the love and the life of God's spirit in us and seeing his love and power man through us, his children, to our family, our church family, to the family uh, of what we were born into and to this world. Amen. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to connect with us, or if you'd like us to pray with you, please contact us at info at gracelife.co. If you'd like to order more resources or discover more about us, you can visit our website at www.gracelife.co or find us on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube.